Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the XA Life Podcast. My name is Adam Chasson, and I work on staff here with Kaiapha Campus Ministries. This is a podcast for you, the student, to be encouraged and equipped to follow Jesus. On this podcast, you will hear from our staff, Jenny, Brittany, Caitlin, Mallory, myself, and maybe even a guest speaker. We will be talking on a variety of topics to help you grow closer to Jesus while we're unable to gather together in person. Thanks for joining us today, and let's dive in. Welcome to the XA Live Podcast. This is episode six. What can we learn about prayer in the midst of the pandemic? So today in the actual studio, I have Leland. How are you doing today, Leland? I'm great. It's great to be back. (laughs) It's always great to have you around. And then we're going to call in Brittany with some questions. We are going to discuss prayer and really what can we learn about in the midst of the pandemic. And the reason why we have other people with us is because prayer is one of my weaknesses. And so I need to pull people in that have the strength of prayer. And um, we got to talk about in the midst of the pandemic, because I realize that some of you are sick of discussing the pandemic, but it's not going away. The governor has issued another stay-at-home order. Um, things are not changing. And so we have to keep asking the question, what can we learn in the midst of the pandemic? I know for me, um, I want to learn everything I can possibly learn through this. Leland, have you been learning things through this pandemic? I've been learning a lot. Um, Probably not all appropriate for the podcast. (laughs) True. So um, one of the things that we have to do is realize that we can learn in the midst of this. And I don't want Kappa to be the same on the other side. I want us to grow in every way we can possibly grow. And so one of the ways that we can grow is prayer. Um, Leland, do you have any thoughts on why prayer even matters? Well, I've got, I've got a few thoughts because I stand up in front of classes and talk for an hour and 15 minutes at a time. So I'll try and limit my discussion to more like 45 minutes and just do that. Sounds good. I'm sure they'd love the 45 minutes. Yeah, I mean, it's an exciting thing. Um, I've heard people say that prayer is really a conversation with God, and it's kind of your conversation with God. And one of the things to understand for me about prayer is that if I'm not talking to someone, then I really don't have a relationship with them. And if we're not praying, then we're not talking to God, and we're supposed to have a relationship with Him. Uh, you know, I think there's a little bit of fear in all of us sometimes when we, when we see uh, Jesus saying, yes, but I never knew you. Yeah. And the way we get to know someone is we talk to them, we engage them, we engage that relationship. So I think there's something, you know, really special about wanting to pray and needing to pray because it is that relationship. And within, you know, just the personality of God and who is God, he really wants that. Uh, He wants to give us a hug when things aren't going well. You can see it when he weeps over Jerusalem and says how he's wanted to comfort and console the people who live there. Uh, He looks at the rich young ruler and loves him. He has compassion on the widow who has lost her son and he revives him. So we see in God, you know, this desire to want to invest in love in people and that means that i think we need to talk to god and that's really what prayer is paul follows it up he says in every situation by prayer and petition thanksgiving present your requests to god and then it's kind of like you get that hug from god the peace that transcends all understanding it's right there 
-hmm. But prayer opens that door. Prayer is us reaching out to him to receive him and be loved by him. And it builds up our faith. So the more we do that, the more we know and hear from him, even feel him, get that hug that we need sometimes. It's a faith builder. So there's a lot of good things about it. And it's all about relationship. Yeah, I remember I was listening to someone talk about prayer, really Pastor Denny, and um, he was talking about prayer this last week, and he was talking about how we need to have faith that God's going to answer our prayer, to have faith that God is going to move in the midst of it, um, because prayer is one of those things. It's that communion with Him, but it is also having faith that God wants to move on behalf of us, God wants to move on behalf of humanity, that really, it's His heart. One of the things that Pastor Denny said to me that really challenged me, he said, we must never underestimate how vital we are in this pandemic, how valuable our prayers are. And I remember the first week of the pandemic, um, it wasn't the prettiest week in my life. I cried a lot and I was a little overwhelmed. But I remember the first week walking to the kitchen sink and telling God, I am going to learn how to pray through this. This is my weakness, and I'm going to learn how to do this. And I think when Pastor Denny said that, it just made me realize that, like, me learning to pray, me pressing into God, me being willing to grow in intercession is vital in the pandemic. I may not be on the front lines, but what I can do is I can recognize that prayer is a trigger that allows God to move on earth. Because he's established earth in such a way that he moves when we ask him to move. And it's just really amazing to realize that prayer is so important. And so, Brittany, um, we're going to ask you a question. The Bible talks a lot about prayer. Can you take a moment and tell us just some of the different types of prayer in the Bible? Yeah, well, I think the one we're maybe most familiar with is the type of petition where we come before God and we just simply ask for what we need or what we want, whether that's healing or whether that's a need that we need met. I think that's probably one of the ones that we're probably most familiar with. Um, I think another one is intercession where we know what's happening in the lives around us whether we have a friend that's going through a really bad situation or we have a friend who has a financial need and we know that. And so we take it to God and we intercede on their behalf. And I think that's a powerful type of living life together when we can lift each other's needs up before the Lord and intercede for them. Even if we don't know a need, but we ask God to help them experience his peace during a really troubling season, or we help, we pray and ask God to show them a revelation of who he is. But interceding really is nothing more than just asking God to help someone else to intercede on their behalf for a need they may have. Yeah, I think early on in the pandemic, through the process of interceding, I came across really the prayer of lamenting. As I was bringing pain to God and I was asking him to move and I was seeing him answer prayers and not answering prayers, I recognized that the Psalms were so comforting because David brought his pain, he brought his anguish, he brought his hurt, but yet he trusted God and he said, I trust in you, I trust in your plans. And so I think lamenting 
is a super powerful type of prayer that we can really grow in in this season if we are willing to kind of lean in to our pain and the truth of who God is because they bring in both. Um, I think another one, when I think of some of them, is confession. And that's bringing our weaknesses before God. That's confessing our sins, um, our shortcomings, and also confessing the goodness of Him in the process. Recognizing where we are in Him. And I think I have one more to share. And I'll see if you have any more, Brittany. But that is just spiritual warfare. The reality is, is that we don't fight against our flesh, but we fight against spiritual forces. There is a lot going on around us. And I think especially in the midst of this pandemic, there is so much happening within the heavenly realms where God is doing things that we don't even see. Um, I thought about how we're kind of at the year of the tornado, like one year out from Rustin's tornado. And in the midst of the tornado, what I realized was that God was in the details of the disaster. And I think when it comes to spiritual warfare, it's recognizing that God is in the details of this pandemic, that there is warfare mm-hmm. going on and he is battling. And so as we intercede, we are asking him to go to battle for us and to battle for yeah. people and battle for our country. And so, um, and battle for the world. And so I just think those are a couple that I've kind of thought through in this season. Do you have any others to add? Yeah, well, I think there's uh, two more that come to my mind that kind of go hand in hand a little bit. And those are the ideas of listening and contemplation. Mm. I think listening has become a, a rare art in our world these days. The idea of being able to be still before the Lord and listen to his voice. I think we're so much in a hurry to act or to speak that it's hard for us just to listen. But I love just sitting in God's presence and just listening because that's when I can really learn who he is and what he wants and what he's trying to do. I can't really hear if I'm always talking. And so I am personally learning the idea of just sitting still and listening. But then the second one, contemplation, I think is another powerful type of prayer where we just sit and meditate or contemplate or think about who God is or his promises. I mean, the Bible is full of God's promises that we can hold on to. And if we would just sit there and contemplate and think about it and and process how they affect us, how they would impact us. Or even one of my favorite things to do is go on a walk and just admire God's beauty and look at what he's built and what he's done and the faithfulness that he has in establishing it and sustaining this world. So I think those two kind of go hand in hand, the idea of listening and drawing close to God and hearing his voice, but then also the idea of just sitting and thinking and meditating and contemplating on the things of God. Uh, Those are my last two kind of thoughts on prayer. Yeah. And those are so helpful in this season where some of us have extra time in our hands. And so like the idea of listening and contemplation, it can allow us to press into Jesus and really gain more and grow through this. So I have a question for you, Leland. Do you think that we really believe what the Bible teaches on prayer? I think that's probably a personal thing for anybody who's listening or anybody who's not. I think some people believe a lot of what's taught and what is even written about and maybe even commanded in the Bible about prayer. 
and others of us don't give it much of a thought or kind of assume that it's something that's off somewhere and maybe a prayer somewhere will make a difference at some point sometime. So for each of us, I think it's a personal thing. It's all based on, I think, whether we've pursued him and received sort of the confidence boost, the boost, the faith boost of praying, hearing from him, seeing some mountains actually move. And when that happens, sometimes it's something large in a direct answered prayer. Sometimes it's a variety of things coming together and all the stuff that ends up that, you know, we don't have to worry about. So a lot of ways God kind of makes his presence known and his faithfulness known. But until we really dig in and start to pray, I don't think we really take it that seriously. So again, I think it's a personal thing, but prayer, you know, really does move mountains. And let me just encourage anybody that's listening right now, start writing down your prayers, make a prayer list. And just start seeing what happens. Because I've been doing that for the last few years. And it's kind of shocking to see how faithfully God has answered, sometimes very directly, the vast, vast majority of anything that I've put before him. Um, Now, I'll add a little caveat there and say that I haven't been requesting new cars or fancy new <laughs> shoes or anything like that. I mean, we're, we're praying for things that, you know, that are going to kind of affect, uh, affect change and make the world a better place, even, you know, for people like individuals and individual needs, things like that. So, but do take just a couple minutes when you're starting to pray right down and let God show you how faithful he is. He'll actually do it. You can see it come together in front of you as you kind of track that. Yeah, I think that's amazing. I think one of the reasons why um, I wanted you on the podcast is because you've done things like that. You've been intentional to figure out, to see how God moves and what it looks like. And I think about me, I think I'm on the flip side where I have to ask myself the hard question, like, do you really believe what the Bible says about prayer, Jenny? Do you believe that prayer is the biggest offensive weapon you have? Or do you want to just put your head down and work hard? And I think too often I fall on the side that says, I just want to put my head down and I want to work hard and I want to gut it out and I want to see what God can do through work. And I mean, we need to work. Well, that doesn't sound like much fun. (laughs) Rather not. (laughs) Sorry, it's kind of one of those things that happen in life, like work, we do it. But for the kingdom and God, we have to work. But the reality is, is we have to pray like it depends on God. And... To, for me, it's been challenging for me to realize, like, do I believe that God's going to move the mountains or do I think if I work hard enough, I can move the mountains? And one of the things the pandemic has done to me is it's made me realize that I can't move mountains. But prayer is actually an offensive weapon. It's not defensive. And so if I want to believe what the Bible has to say, I need to pray like prayer is an offensive weapon. And trust that God can do the things. And so it's been teaching me to pull back and go, okay, you can do less right now. Like literally, I don't always accomplish a lot. This like homeschool, working full time thing. I don't always accomplish a lot. But what God can do through me praying is more than what I can do on my own. 
And so it's just really challenged me that. And so for Brittany, those of us that are like me, that you are weak in prayer, what would you recommend someone do so they can grow? Well, I think there's one specific thing that I would suggest, and that is the idea of praying the Acts model. And I love this Acts model because it kind of gives me a format or a structure to work with. Um, but it's simply just adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. And I think for some of us, when we start this journey of learning how to grow in prayer, uh, we think we need to sit for 30 minutes and pray. But I would actually suggest starting with just five or 10 minutes a day and just taking this axe model of spending time adoring God, praising him for who he is, declaring who he is, the idea of confessing, confessing our sins, confessing his promises, confessing how we need to grow in him, thanking him for what he's already done on the cross and thanking him for how he's moving in our life and supplication, the specific needs we have in our own life. I think if we would just take a few minutes every day, whether that's right before eating a meal or right before we sit down to study, but we just take five or 10 minutes and just pray those four types of prayers, just just real quickly, it wouldn't take very much, but man, it would be a game changer in our relationship with Jesus. It doesn't have to be super structured or super professional. Actually, I would recommend that it be very personal and very intimate and just very real and authentic because um, that's what God wants. He wants a relationship with us and prayer is simply that. It's just us communing with God. So yeah, I would just recommend a few minutes praying the Acts model, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. Yeah, that's such a good idea. I think like if we were going to go run a marathon, we would come up with a training schedule. But yet if we want to grow in prayer, we just expect it to magically happen. Yeah. So, so this last week I was researching for this thing we're going to start doing with Kalpa called Kingdom Come, which we will talk about in a minute. It's going to come out on May 4th, and I'm super excited but in the process of researching, I found this app, and I think it's called the, it's L-E-C-T-I-O 365. And this app comes from the 24-7 prayer movement out of Britain. And it is phenomenal. It uses a different acronym called Pray, Pray, Pause, Rejoice, Ask, and Yield. And it's just it's so good. It's so good at guiding you through prayer, helping you contemplate scripture, having you yield, having you even confess your sin as you go. Um, but I think for me, someone who recognizes my weaknesses, sometimes having tools to help me is really beneficial. So if this is an area you want to grow, I would encourage you to try to download the app. And so one last thing that we have that's a way for you to do it is um, the Kingdom Come, like Kingdom Come on May 4th. Brittany, can you just take one moment and tell us what we're going to be doing? Yeah, so Kingdom Come on May 4th is a chance for our corporate body to come together in prayer for 24 hours. So we're going to start Monday, May 4th at 7 a.m. And for every hour until Tuesday morning at 7, we're going to have someone be praying for our city, for our state, for our university, for our friends, for our world. And what's even better is we're going to provide resources to help guide you through that hour. So it's not even like you're just sitting there alone by yourself in a room, but we're going to provide resources. But the power comes when we corporately come together to pray continuously for 24 hours, wherever we are, 
in the state and in the world. And so it's going to be a great, powerful 24 hours that we're going to come together and pray. And the thing that I'm so excited about it is not just that 24 hours. We're just going to try to keep doing it on Mondays because we love the 48-hour prayer tent. And so what we've done is we have created a virtual prayer tent where you can follow these activities and do it. Um, It's going to be phenomenal. And really, we've talked about how we want to see the kingdom of God come. And it gives us an opportunity to pray that his kingdom will come, that his will will be done. And so I just want to thank you for taking some time to listen to and join us. We are excited to have you back next week. But my final encouragement to you would be do something to grow in prayer. Don't just say you want to grow in it. Pick a specific thing to do, whether it be growing in one of the different types of prayer that the Bible talks about or trying one of the models or downloading the app or signing up for Kingdom Come. Do something because God wants us to call out to him he moves on the earth because we ask him to and so we need to be people that are willing to pray and that we are changed as a result of what is happening around us all right we look forward to seeing you next week and have a great day you will.